0: Yo, it's the Vookcast. It's episode number 147 of the Vookcast. I'm Stephen Ibsen. Yo, friends. Um, Troy's here. Hey, Troy. Hey, Troy's here. Hey, Daniel.
1: My name's Daniel Dub, and I'm here to say I like Nintendo games in a major way.
0: Don't call him Dan, <laughs> or I'll get real grumpy.
1: Oh, f- not swearing today. The 90s <laughs>
0: called. Today. They miss you guys. <laughs> The nineties called the and they're here that they to say. To. Mm, okay, yes. Uh so this is a podcast where apparently we talk about it Nintendo is a things.
1: You say that uh, all the time. You like your surprise.
0: Yeah, um so yeah, we're gonna talk about some Nintendo E news and some Nintendo E games and Nintendo E other things. Uh so let's jump right the heck into it. Um real exciting stuff to start off with. There's some updates to things, which is very exciting. Um so, Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild got its first post-launch update, I believe. I don't think it had one to start with. Um, but it's supposed to have improved game performance, which has been a an issue for some. Um, has anyone noticed there being any difference or played it at all post-patch? No, because
1: I've already finished notice- the game pre-patch. Ah. I didn't notice much bad before. I did notice some slowdown, but... Yeah, um, like, I've... I think... Um, I think- I think post-patch, I've only really been mucking around in the um, Gerudo area, so there's not really any grass or extra particle stuff to mess it up yet. So
0: Yeah, a lot of people I saw online seemed to think there were some differences. Um, there's an area that I probably don't want to spoil, but a, a certain foresty area that gets very bad performance issues normally, and that still seemed to have a lot of frame drops for me, so
1: I don't know. I was going to say, it's is better. it bad
2: to say that the forest area was a little choppy for you? Uh,
0: hey troy <laughs> where's
1: the hang up where's the hang up button?
2: <laughs> um
0: but yeah so it seems it may be fixed things i'm not really sure otherwise it was it was one of those this will improve your game experience so we don't really know what happened and digital foundry are busy at their egm Res Res something expo so they haven't done their analysis on it yet Down them i guess we'll find out when they get back um Yeah, the Switch got an update, that's boring because it's just stability as well, so we'll skip right over that. Um, We've got a bunch of eShop things that that are happening, good and bad. Um, Firstly, probably the most exciting is that we found out Jackbox Party Pack Volume 3 is officially coming to the Switch. Uh, It's going to be a digital eShop release, it's coming on the 13th of April, and it makes me extremely happy because this is like a really good, it seems like the perfect way to play Jackbox.
2: Yeah, you tether it to a phone, which you're already using because, well, you need them well, to play. Exactly. <laughs> and like, um, if for anyone mode, who's I think not it's going familiar. to be a killer for this. Sorry? Tabletop mode is going to be killer for this.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, for anyone who hasn't played it, basically, you hook it up to, you have a, play it on a console or a PC, whatever you happen to use, and everyone uses their phones as a controller so they can use it to type answers, to draw answers, and... Just do fun, goofy games like that. And, yeah, this would mean you can literally just bring a Switch, put it on a table, and do the same thing. You don't have to, you know, have a console and a TV set up. It's just wherever
2: you want to, you can
0: play the game where you make the T-shirt, if you want. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: I hope the other Jackbox Party Packs come, because this is uh, number three. And there's two already. Yeah. But um, things like Fibbage, I don't think, is part of this pack.
0: Oh true, yeah, and that's like one of the highlights of the whole series, I think.
2: But I believe they've been releasing them as standalone games on like Steam and PlayStation.
0: Yeah, I've so seen So Maybe a few we'll of get them. them too. It'd be nice if we just got like an entire jackpox trilogy for want of a better word, on the Switch, just to make up for the ones that we don't have on there already. I'd probably Well they're doing sequels
2: again. of the ones that are missing, like Fibbage and um oh, draw- okay. Drawful. Um So they're like standalone releases, so hopefully they come to Switch as well.
0: Yeah, we can hope. Um, In less positive news, uh, Pocket Rumble, the game that Daniel is very much looking forward (laughs) to, (laughs) it was going to come out in March, but it's not anymore,
2: according to the developers. Well, it might. It might still.
1: No, it's April.
2: (laughs) No, well, there's March next year. Ah, true. I mean, there's
1: March (laughs) for Infinity. It might come out in March 2020. Yeah, March... I just want a nice sort of fun... 2D fighting game to play and this looks perfect especially using like the Joy-Cons as you know for local co-op I mean I've tried I can't imagine doing local with those two Joy-Cons for like a King of Fighter or something would be fun Um, but this like being a super simple fighter would have been great Um, but I mean these things take time indie games are being made by a small team and, and it's not like the Switch is sort of starving for digital content really at the moment um
2: april's pretty chockers at the moment yeah and, we, yeah and
1: we had you know like in um march we had like the shovel like shovel knight um blaster master and snake pass so there's you know maybe holding it off a bit will be good i just hope it comes out before street fighter um, ultra
0: Two, whatever
1: HD waste of money edition
0: yeah that um, i don't quite understand the point of it edition but that's beside the point Um, if it
1: comes out at 30 bucks sure
0: but yeah so like the developers haven't really given any indication of when it's going to be happening they've just said they're unable to comment on the release date of pocket rumble and they'll tell people when that changes so i guess they'll tell people and we'll tell them if they don't hear earlier and until then there's lots of fighting games on the neo geo that you can play on the switch well more horrible eshop news so it was kind of interesting. We've mentioned it a few times, is that it seemed unusual that Super Bomberman R was considerably cheaper on the eShop than it was at sort of physical retail. And turns out that was probably a mistake. So, yeah.
1: It <laughs> Someone realised, oh, 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 we, we didn't change the price on that. Sorry. Trevor, what? can you can you go just, you know, change the numbers around? are mate, great. Did you see the Australian store, Trev? What's going on over there?
2: But yeah, yeah. Trev. True trip from Konami, a, a classic.
1: Yes. <laughs> Let, letting, <you> know.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so instead of the, I mean, still too expensive but more palatable $65, it's now $89.95. Which I mean, is... people did
2: complain about the price, so they did fix
0: it. They sure did change the price. Yeah. Uh... I guess that kind of lends a little bit more credence to that theory we were talking about last episode of you know games that are at retail needing to be you know, similarly priced on the eShop if 65 was a mistake there
2: goes I just wonder why it one. took so long but then yeah. I remember Konami did it so trying to <laughs> apply logic and reason to anything there is kind of a that's a mistake on my behalf I guess
0: Like I, I genuinely heard... think they just forgot that Australia exists The site. someone made a typo and nobody really checked for a month
2: yeah I forget
0: Australia exists oh, this...
1: Australia I thought you meant Austria sorry maybe they
0: listened to the book cast and found <laughs> out that way
1: Um, hi Konami it's not on here but I did see a video there was like a live stream Konami was doing of Bomberman R and they announced hey there's some free digital content coming to it like some you know new maps to play on and some more skins and power ups and all that and microtransactions
0: yeah hopefully those maps are like easy to get to because it's something I brought up in my review but like there's probably I think six or seven extra maps that were available in the store, but they're exorbitantly expensive. So you'd have to like grind through the single player, like seven times to unlock a map. It's ridiculous. No, no I, yeah. That's why I didn't really want to do that. Um, but yeah, so that's God. hopefully just
1: one step forward, two steps back all the time. Of them.
0: Please make the new content just available, Konami, please.
1: Um, I like well, Bomberman. About... I want it to be just.
2: How about they just make the eShop good in general? Yeah, how about
0: they do that? Because, I don't know, there's been some things happening with the eShop recently. So smooth. That, I know, right? Um, well, yeah, it wasn't oh, until you said
2: that. S- Stephen's my, um, my inspiration there. I, I thought I'd give it a shot.
1: <laughs> Are you going to start wearing plaid shirts and like having a super hipster beard?
2: No, my you, beard you mean, is phenomenal. Oh, talking about Troy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, like it's something that came up <laughs> last week. Buying vinyl copies of the
1: Dragon soundtrack
0: battle toads please um but yeah last do, week people noticed that um <laughs> i will go on so yeah it's it's something that we've noticed uh last week roughly when people noticed that clips and i am Setsuna just weren't on the front page of the e-shop anymore which isn't an issue now because we checked before the recording but it's still pointed i literally out.
2: think that only just changed it
0: today could be um, but yeah, it sort of pointed out an issue that the store really doesn't seem to be designed to scale beyond launch. Like, if things, if more games come out, and the only way to find them is the recent releases page, then either like when when the those games fell off the front page, the only way to find them was to search for them, and that's a really and apparently really... the search
2: doesn't work that great.
0: Oh well, <laughs> I haven't yeah. tried it myself, but I was gonna say it, people sort of, said it now. Having to search for them is a really crummy way of you know discovering games. You already have to know what you're looking for, and if the search doesn't work very well, that's just no, adds on to it. It's really
2: weird. The Wii U eShop, I think, is actually. I mean, the general style is still fairly old, with the whole right- rounded rectangles and. Yeah, it was very old giant sort of UI design. elements. Mm. Yeah, so the flat design of the Switch eShop is great. But if you had that sort of layout of the Wii U eShop, where it's like, you have know, your spotlight at the top, and then categories and genres and- Yeah, categories. Your virtual What, a, what a concept. Yeah. Remember categories,
1: Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> Even the 3DS eShop was good. I mean, it, you know, it's not as smooth as It works as for the, um... the scale
0: of it. It really feels like the eShop right now is just a minimum viable product because they sort of needed it ready for launch, and that works for launch, and- Surely, you know, they're going to be able to make it closer to the other stores where, even like their competitor stores, where they'll have, you know, weekly spotlights and sections for virtual console. Wouldn't that be wonderful?
1: What's what's a virtual console?
0: Oh, I I don't know. It's like VR on PS4, I think.
2: Legends speak of virtual console.
1: (laughs) Days have passed.
2: But yeah, like fallen into memories. Yeah. It's something um,
1: it
0: really needs to be sorted out sort of sooner rather than later if things are already. There's a
1: name I haven't heard for many years.
0: Like if it I know, there's game more games, you know, despite reports, games are coming to the Switch, and if it's just gonna make the front page
2: giant or cause stuff to
0: go away, that's really bad.
2: My theory is that the Neo Geo stuff was like really late. Because I feel mm. like that's what's actually messing up the user interface for it is that there's probably as many Neo Geo games on there right now as there are in just general games. Just everything
0: else, hyperbole. There of, isn't,
2: it, but it's still.
0: But I mean, it's not far, it's far well sort off.
1: Of, so, sort of all adds to the feeling that the this was kind of a soft launch for the Switch. Yeah, mm. I mean, like like you know, the UI is is what it is. Um, it's super clean and easy, but there's. It's very bare bones. Um, the eShop is very bare bones. The The library of games is kind of bare bones. Um, so, yeah. I, I imagine, well, I, you know, the the eShop, it's literally just a link to the webpage. Yeah. It,
2: it basically is a webpage. Um, yeah. As someone who basically my entire existence for books started as the eShop <laughs> guy. Yep. I did the updates, and now the PR doesn't come out until after, like a good hour after the eShop actually updates on Thursday <laughs> night. <laughs> Which, by the way, in my time, is about 2- 2 two a.m. That's when we get the PR now. <laughs> that
0: must be fun. Daylight
2: savings should help with that, but um, for some reason, we used to get the PR email for Europe on Monday. We didn't get Australian prices we had to do all of that manually. We had to go through the sales list and see what was actually available in Australia. I'm so blah, glad blah, blah, you blah, blah, did blah. that instead of me. Oh, I, uh, I definitely earned this place in books. <laughs> no. <Nah.
1: laughs> <Yes. laughs> Unlike me, who was just one of the first guys in the forum.
2: Well, well, we all come from different places, but, which is <laughs> the, the great part of it. But, um, basically, the way that they're doing everything with the eShop right now just doesn't feel polished. We get the PI email after like, a good hour after it updates. We're getting games coming out on Tuesdays and then on Thursday nights. Like, Snake Pass came out on a Tuesday. There's another game. Wonder Boy is coming out on a Tuesday.
1: I think with stuff like that, that wasn't just Nintendo. That was all platforms were getting it on a certain day. Like, Nintendo Fridays or, or whatever is their mythical day when that's when everything comes out for them. But, you know, Snake Pass got the same day and date as every other system. I think the same's with Wonder Boy. Um, Has been heroes
2: um. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying But it it still feels Like, is Wonderboy coming out and anything else?
1: Yeah Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, there you go Um, (laughs) It still feels weird to have Tuesdays and then Fridays It seems to be split up
0: To me, it just seems like if they're gonna do a PR email Do it ahead of time Or don't really
2: bother Well, I learned that America don't even get their PR email Until it's out Oh, wow, okay so, um. Europe was actually the, the uh, exception, but there's this trick that I use for the eShop that was pointed out to me on Twitter. Um, if you do a blank search on the Wii U, it will just give you a list of all the games coming out, sorted by release date, including huh. ones that are coming out the following week. Well, Can't do that go. on Switch. Dang it. But the coming soon section kind of replaces the need for it, so... I don't know, it's just the eShop right now just is making my life difficult as the eShop guy. I'm let's checking hope, it, like, mm, twice a day.
0: Let's hope sorted.
2: Well, I just found out that there's not, a Neo Geo game not coming out this week. It's next week, and I'm only checking uh, it because I'm, like, I'm manually doing it. Just feels clumsy at the moment. That's probably the nicest word I can come up with.
1: But, Troy, you're, you're also the um, awesome um, community guy. So, uh, oh, we'll but, get into uh, that
2: stuff later, but, I think yeah. that's yeah. more
1: important <laughs> to us. Now that you're the community dude and not just the eShop guy,
2: I've been leaving a lot of it to Volk because it's just been difficult to, to manage the eShop stuff lately. So, just because the time zones. So, I don't in don't want conclusion, to stay up 2 a.m.
0: In conclusion, Steven get your should ducks, do ducks in a row, e-shop. Nintendo.
2: No!
1: Steve, stay- yes, because you're in WA.
0: Ducks in a row. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's our grief we- about the eShop, I guess. <laughs> I'm sorry um, for ranting <laughs> It's it's kind of your thing The eShop not ranting <laughs> Um, oh, Maybe both So well I guess uh, The next and probably last news-ish kind of thing There was a whole bunch of stuff about Splatoon and tournaments That I don't fully have my head around But Troy our resident Splatoon esports dude
2: will give us the lowdown I need like a sports commentator name don't I? No, um, there Troy was a boy. lot of Splatoon stuff. Troy Boy in the box. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then right.
2: Can you edit that out?
1: <laughs> and now here was the sport is <laughs> no, we'll T Pain Troy.
2: Yeah. Anyway, um, Mr. T. No, so, uh, Nintendo Australia kind of sponsored a esports Splatoon tournament last weekend. And well, the first heat, uh, heat two is this weekend. And then the Grand Finals are later in April, I believe, 29th. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. I had a team of my own. I competed. Um, oh, the guys at Oceanic sorry. Offensive had a huge part to play in organizing the thing, along with, uh, give me a tick, I believe it's Australian Esports League.
0: That's really cool that Oceanic got, like, recognized and they sort of pulled upon to, to organize it. They're,
2: yeah, they're really passionate guys. Um can we drop a link to their Discord and links and stuff? Yeah, easy. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. I was part of it. We got eliminated because we were playing against people who have been playing Splatoon in a competitive scene for months. I just ah. wanted to be a part of it. Just, just for a day. Uh, so, like, there were different groups. It was around Robin. Everyone moved on to the next round, like, the the top two in each group. So it's like the top eight Sorry, teams was this, now. Was
1: this actually at a, a, a location, or was it just all done online? It's all
2: done online. So there were issues because Australian internet and Splatoon is peer to peer. So right.
1: Australian internet is perfect. I mean, Australians don't. Sorry, want you
2: just high... kind of dropped out there. Australians
1: don't want high speed internet. <laughs> you couldn't give it away to them for free. Oh, so that... just, we, I know... can have
2: a podcast on anyway. <laughs> it was really like really well done. Um, Heat 2 is this weekend. The top eight teams are competing. Uh, The winners, I think, get four free Switches, Switch consoles. Oh, wow. That's cool. And a trip to E3. Nice.
0: Is that like where the competition's continuing, or they just go to E3 for funsies?
2: I think it's just the prize. Okay. It would be cool if, like, the top team went over there and competed in some sort of global Splatoon thing. Maybe that's the arena goal. Who knows?
1: Maybe. Maybe, like, a Nintendo World Championship again or something.
2: Yeah, well, Hmm. E3 is in the middle of, like, their summer our winter isn't it it's like june july
0: yes yeah roughly
1: and the rumor for splatoon 2 is june
2: yeah so maybe it's some sort of cross promotion it's way too far off to actually know what's going on but basically the esports scene and the splatoon scene in australia are really picking up And nintendo did a really good job they picked the right people to do it basically cool. and while that was I, going on I, I- yeah, I, I yeah. hope
1: they, they go really full in with like Splatoon two and just like that, that. Splatoon is sort of setting the the groundwork for what's coming up with Splatoon two and hopefully Arms if that takes off.
2: Well, this uh, subscription service really needs dedicated servers, and then it can be really taken seriously because at the moment peer to peer is just it's not reliable enough. But uh, while all of that Australian stuff was going on, in Europe also. Did a thing, uh, it was really late night, like midnight. Oh, wow. So I don't, I wasn't so the most quite dedicated. watching much in it. It was really cool to see just competitive Splatoon in general. Um, and, the, that one was also sanctioned by Nintendo. So there was a, a small announcement for a new map based in like a, a BMX park, and it looks awesome. Cool. Uh, the first time I played Splatoon was a Nintendo event in, uh, Sydney that was ho- hosted in a BMX park as well. So I thought that was actually... Nice. That's components. where my Splatoon journey began. Nah. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> nice. Um, like it's it humpback pump track. Really hard that, to say. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Tongue twister. But yeah, well, that's all
1: the Splatoon gonna news. Bringing, if they're going to be bringing back any of the old maps, or if it's just going to be all new stuff for um, Splatoon 2.
2: I really hope so. I know they're going to continue the... Um, the content like they did for Splatoon 1. Hopefully Splatfests come back.
1: Oh, they will. I think... Mm. Yeah. You know, I Again, I, yeah, like, I hope they do the, the content rollout because it just keeps people interested. But I do think they need to launch a bit more than they did for Splatoon 1 because I think how bare bones... Well, Splatoon 1 wasn't bare bones, but... I think no, it was think when it did,
2: released. <clears throat> it was very but, tiny.
1: Yeah, but... Like how many maps did we have like I think four yeah so I mean maybe launch with like like eight maps and then just roll out more along the 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 time thing yeah well it, mean, it's it's, probably, a pa- it's, probably...
2: cool. it's a big franchise for Nintendo now, like a huge yeah. franchise it's one of their triple A's yeah. so yeah, they need to do like actually put the power behind their words and that. And maintains like they are. Yeah, exactly. I, I so.
1: really hope Arms takes off as well as Splatoon. I don't know why, but I just want I want to see them get a a decent. I, I, Smash is good and all, but I still think Smash has this kind of stigma as it's not a real fighting game. Whereas Arms is. I, don't know, I think Arms could do well, but then I think people are going to go. It's a fighting game from a third person point of view or something. I don't know.
2: Well, speaking only time of... will tell.
0: We haven't played much of ARMS, but we have played some other games, so we'll go and have a chat about those now that we've got them sorted Yeah, we're going to talk about some video games we've been playing. Um, I wouldn't call them major releases. I don't think either of them got physical, like, in-store releases, but they're fun. They're eShop-exclusive kind of games, except they're on other digital
1: platforms as well. Um, I'd say say hmm? Blaster Master was a big deal. Was it? Yeah, I saw everyone online talking about it. Well,
0: everyone. Blaster Master Zero is a game that I've been playing, and I think you were too, Daniel?
1: Yeah, I probably got... Two hours or so into it before the Lure of Zelda drew me back. Um, have you had any history with the series before?
0: I I think Blaster Master was, like, the second NES game I played, but okay. therefore I have no idea, like, almost no memory. <laughs> like, it's weird. I had probably up until a couple of years ago, all I could remember about it was there was a NES game where you drove around a car whose wheels looked like screws, and that was all I knew about the game until I, like, started seeing it pop up in, like, retro gaming places I read. I'm like, holy moly, it's that game. Now I know what it is. I must play it. (laughs) Except the NES version's really hard and kind of Mm. punishingly difficult, so I've never finished it.
1: But I have... I've I've had no history with it. Really? That's surprising. I mean, I've tried. There's a Game Boy game. How have you not played that? You're Daniel. Um, I've tried playing the Game Boy Color because the, the Game Boy game isn't really a Blaster Master game. It's like some... That was weird... one
0: where it was just the top-down huh. stuff, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, but it's just some weird Bomberman game or some crap. Oh, that's um, right, yeah. Yeah, and then Blaster Master Enemy Below on the Game Boy Color. I've tried playing the Virtual Console a few times, but it's it's a hard game and it just got a bit too frustrating for me, even with save states, and I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm done with this for now. Um, Well, you don't have to,
0: like, for anyone who doesn't know, you don't really have to have any familiarity with the series to to jump into Zero, because, like, it's basically, my understanding is that it's a remake, reimagining, sort of, like, it's not a one-for-one remake of the original game, but it's, yeah, kind of a reboot, you don't, yeah, you can just sort of jump in and it's the start of the story, which is kind of irrelevant anyway, but, yeah.
1: No, you're chasing your frog. You're and... chasing
0: you're chasing a frog. Your your name is Jason. You are a science Jason. boy. And... Jason. <laughs> okay, Jason. I play video games for escapism. Jackson.
2: I have to chase my frogs enough in real life. So <laughs>
0: Well, are your oh I don't want to spoil the, the fate of the frog. Um let's say the frog is he croak? to the fr- no, it doesn't. <laughs> oh, there is more meant, to the frog. I meant than, like die. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. You, you chase. Your name is Jason, and your frog's name is Fred, because of course it is. And you have to chase your frog because it goes into an interdimensional wormhole, and you've got to get in your weird screwdriver tank mobile. No, jumpy I'm sorry. Tank. Games
2: are meant to be escapism. Well, what's
0: this the is tank
1: just... called? The tank. No, the tank has a name. The, <laughs> the tank, tank is called Sophia. Sophia
0: the Third. For yes. some reason, <laughs> I. So I love
1: the storylines for eight-bit games. It's They're still just weird. The best.
0: And then, part, like, early-ish on in the game, you meet your anime lady friend who, I don't know, there's weird romantic tension there. And, yeah, that's that's the story of the game.
2: Um, I wish but yeah, you can see the look on my face right
0: now. Is it, like, utter joy at your anime waifus? Oh, uh, I think the word would be quizzical. <laughs> Fair enough. Um... <laughs> Well, uh, well, I guess, I don't know, to try and explain <laughs> roughly how the game works, it's almost a little bit, I hate saying it, but it's a little bit Metroidish in how you progress, sort of, you go around, you're you know, jumping around in no, your tank. No,
1: no, no, no. Hmm? Use the proper word. No,
0: I will not. I'm you, not yes. going to Metroidvania?
1: Say, Thank you. Um, Metroid you is Metroidvania is the Dark Souls
2: of game genre names.
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See,
0: that's why. That's
1: why. Oh, I need um, a cigarette.
2: But, yeah,
0: like, you sort of go around in your tank and you shoot things. Sophia the Third. Yes, you go around in Sophia the Third chasing your frog with your anime Eve lady. And you chase your frog in your tank and you shoot things. Um, And, yeah, you sort of go through areas, explore, and as you... uh, You can also get out of the tank. So Jason can sort of jump out and just be a little man walking around. And he dies really quickly, but his uh, small... Yes, this is escapism. Where is it? Um <laughs> but yeah, because he's small, he can get into tight spots that the tank can't fit into. So, you know, he can just like Did walk that into put these I was going to say just is like it? Halo. Yeah, okay. I
1: don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> anyway, ignore um,
1: me, please.
0: Yeah, so like you can go around Never. in the regular side scrolling world and going to little areas <clears throat> to flip switches and stuff, but the main reason you use Jason is because <laughs> yes. there'll be small little doorways you can uh... go into. And those will go into, like, a top-down shooter sort of area. So you can, like, go around... of esque kind of? Kind of. It's like... Except with a gun. With a gun, yes. And, yeah, so you're, like, going around these areas. Um, it's mostly just killing stuff and doing some basic sort of maneuvering puzzles. Uh, you go and find bosses in those areas and you fight them. And then you get new power-ups for either yourself or the tank. And often those power-ups will let your tank break blocks or... Jump higher or have a jetpack or climb walls or various other things. Um, and yeah, you just sort of use that to find the next area and do that until you get to the last area and kill the bad guy. It's. The yeah, frog, right? It's, it's yeah. Frog it's is very, good.
1: You know, it's a very, you know, 8 bit sort of style game. And I mean, it's. I, mean, I it's, think that was the selling point. Yeah. But I mean, it's sort of like in the same vein as Shovel Knight kind In of yeah. angle, it, it, it's like what I like about Knight. it's this is how everyone remembers 8-bit games but they're not because yeah. 8-bit games are horrible and evil and will beat the crap out of you whereas this is like no 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 we got we just chill just, just relax dude we got saves we've got plenty of health we've got you know all this little conveniences around that'll just make it easier for you but we're still going to be hard as nails to actually play and, you know, fight the enemies and moving yeah. around the level and all that. Like, Blast Master like. Is
0: not Master, um, it's not like, like you push over easy, but it's it still has some challenge, but it has a lot of concessions to stuff that would make me grumpy
1: if it was in a game that I bought this
0: year. Like I
1: think know, a lot of that comes from the Metroidvania sort of style of play. Where I'm going to bleep that out no <laughs> uh, um but i mean you know you play those and you are sort of really kitten weak and you know anything can destroy you but this sort of great slow sense of progression you get as you get more items and you get stronger and then you also learn how the game plays as well and then by the end you're sort of like this just deaf dealing machine of destruction and um yeah yeah Um, And one of
0: the sort of interesting things it does as well is as you get new weapon power-ups, you sort of pick up, or I think it builds up over time, you've got a little meter that shows how much sort of weapon energy that you have, and you use that. Is this when
1: you're Jason or when you're the tank? Uh, Both, actually.
0: Um, Yeah, and you use, when you're in the tank, you can use it to do your hovering stuff when you've unlocked it, or use it to uh, use your higher, more powerful weapons, but what happens is if you get hit you're as well as losing health you lose some of your sort of power meter which means uh some of your higher powered weapons are only available when you're at full strength or you know a certain percentage of strength so you lose access to your most powerful stuff if you get hit too much and i found it a fairly interesting sort of system because it meant that you could you know get your really powerful stuff but you couldn't rely on it you'd have to really get good with all of the weapons and not rely on one in particular because you may lose access to all but your basic one if you get hit too much. And, yeah, it was just a, an interesting system that made you uh, play around with all the stuff that you had. I should get it? I think so. It's really
1: good. I mean, I, I only put, like, two or so hours into it, but I enjoyed what I did play of it. Yeah, I, I played um, through to
0: the the not true ending. I haven't gone and got the the real ending. Um, we have without to fight saying... the frog. <laughs>
2: I wish. Um, What have
1: you got against frogs, Troy?
2: No, it's just really complicated. I'm trying to... He's trying to work through his frog
0: issues,
1: Daniel.
2: I thought the frog was the bad guy.
1: No, frogs (laughs) are your friends.
2: Yeah, like... You don't know me.
1: Name me me one bad frog from a video game.
2: Battletoads. What? From Mario
1: Brothers 2? He's he's a toad. Um, Ugh. different.
2: <laughs> um, oh, what? Yeah, but
1: I mean, you know, you got Slippy Toad. He's your best friend. And why is got, he so
2: annoying? I
1: just, well, you know, he's he's like me. He's the friend no one really likes, but they keep him around. Wait, is his just name just Slippy, Slippy
2: Toad, and he's a frog?
1: Shut up! And- let's let's. Um,
0: so that's 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 all the frog talk that we need for for the immediate. Next week on
1: the Frogcast.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I quite liked it. It was. I think it took me about four-ish hours to get the not-proper ending, which is, you know, it was good fun. It never sort of overstayed its welcome. It was always... I never wanted to stop playing it. I only stopped playing because I got too tired, which I feel like is a good sign for a game. Um, And yeah, it's only like $13 on the eShop, so it's not a super bad risk if you want to give it a go.
1: I recommend it. um, It's a good time. Stephen, speaking of cold-blooded animals... Oh, yeah. Um, Troy and I have been playing a game which involves another sort of a slippery creature of a different variety. Another right,
0: sort of animal, you might s- yes. say. Yes. Yeah. It's a um, uh, snake
1: pass of just. Wow. It's good.
0: I like it. It's, <laughs> I hope um, someone has more to say than that.
2: <laughs> so moving um, on. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, snake pass. It's. Uh,
1: it's it's really good, isn't it? It's like just oh, okay. So Snake Pass, um, you play as a snake, a snake called Noodle. Whoa! And is the snake friend, really
2: called Noodle? I don't think I'm up to that yet.
1: No, it his, his name is Noodle. That's wonderful. Uh, yeah.
2: Like the gorillas.
1: And now yes. it gets better. His little bird friend, the hummingbird, is called Doodle. So it's Noodle and Doodle, and the game just starts. Oh, someone's taken this keystone to the warp we can't get out of this area go find it so we can go to the next area and then you find it and then you go to the next area and that's oh no someone's hidden all three of them this time we have to go find them and that's sort of the basic progression for the game it's just find three magical yeah. artifacts in each area and then go on it's to
2: the next. got a um i'd like to call it like a mario 3d like 64 era, I, I suppose. The levels are kind of like that, where they're self contained, full of collectibles. Banjo
1: Kazooie? No. I've, I've never really so, played it. So, like, the way you're
0: describing, if I'm understanding correctly, like, you will have your levels, and there'll be a certain amount of goals that you can get, but you don't have to do so all of them to get to the it's next very, area and stuff
1: it's, like that? It's very, it's very banjo, it's very rare. Um, okay. So, like, each, there's 15 world stages to sort of traverse. <clears throat> And each one, except for the first, um, well, each that I've played, I'm only up to like the fifth fifth stage. Um, But all the ones I've done so far is there'll be these three main objects you need to unlock to get to the next area. But then there's also like these, I guess they're bubbles or orbs or whatever. There's like fifteen or something of them every stage, and then there's also like these five coins hidden throughout the area, Um, and you don't need to get those. It's just so you can say you've 100% completed the stage. Um, and, like, the coins will be in these really hard-to-get spots. And, like, that's, what, like, just getting stuff is sort of the challenge in the game. It's all about, like, you're a snake, so you move like a snake would. You've got no arms or hands, so you need to sort of just slive your way around objects, grip onto it, try and grab the other, try and grab a ledge or whatever, and then just progress your way through the stage. It's you got to be a you snake. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it is, isn't it, Troy? Like, the controls are just sort of... They they're annoying but amazing all at the same time.
2: I think it's the only way it's actually going to work is having yeah. it the way that it is. You hold right trigger to move forward. Okay. A will lift his head. And, and left yeah, trigger will... Have to
1: move, you have to move left and right on the joystick to sliver in a snake motion as well to get forward momentum.
2: Yep. And... Um, the left trigger will help you grip onto bamboo. The the main th- thing that you really climb around in this game are, like, bamboo poles.
1: I suck at explaining stuff. Um, it seems well, like a game
2: that's difficult to explain.
0: You'd just be a snake, and I don't quite know how it. Easy to that play, hard to
2: master.
1: Okay.
2: Um, you basically uh, just... There, there are bamboo poles everywhere, and they're the main way to climb on stuff, because you wrap yourself around them. Uh, you can, like, spin yourself around them. There's a lot of stuff that you can do with the bamboo poles. And I
1: mean, even, even like you say grip but it's kind of not because you can't really get a firm grip on stuff. Even if you think you're in a secure spot, you're still a snake. You'll still fall off if like you start drifting in one direction or, or the other. Um, it, it's I think so. I saw someone say it's a bit like quop. You know that weird sort of running yeah, game it, it's all about
0: it did seem if, like just from the trailers i haven't really seen enough to say too much but it looked a little bit like a I, i'd like to i can't remember where i've heard this term but that kind of quop surgeon simulator kind of game i've heard it re- referred to as a fumble core game and i feel like this is snake fumble core yeah, yeah just
1: like, sort really? of fumbling your way through the stage and i think what i like about it is you've got like you know you can do everything in the game from from the outset and so like you'll see a bamboo pole with a coin at the end of it and you're like and it'll sort of be hanging over a chasm that leads to nothingness and you're like i know i can get that i i I have every ability in me to get it i just need to sort of get everything to align perfectly so i can do it
2: yeah Um, well the checkpoint system is probably one of the bigger gripes that i have is that it's mm -hmm. not always consistent Sometimes I'll hit a checkpoint and then do one of those precarious ones, and then the keystones I will have to collect again anyway. Yeah. Everything else will be fine, but the keystones seem to reset upon death, all of them
1: um as long as you've as long as you've hit the checkpoint,
2: no, I hit the checkpoint after I got a keystone, and the keystone still reset. everything else didn't really yeah
1: okay i've
2: maybe I've it was just it a glitch. Noticed. I don't know, but um. um. I feel like if you, you're not really on top of the whole checkpoint thing, those precarious hanging over the edge things. That's what I was saying with the whole Mario, Kart, uh, Mario 64-esque thing, is that these levels are just floating blocks in the um, yeah. middle of the air, just over what I assume is the
1: Amazon or something. Vaguely jungle-themed places. <laughs> um yeah. I mean, it's it's... It's just such a fun game to play. Like, like there's almost no pressure to it. It's just like, there's no timer. Um, I love how there's no, like, on-screen display or anything at all. So all, you know, you just see your snake and your little hummingbird dude flying around and the, the level. So there's no sort of gaminess to it. So it's just like, you know what? Just play. Just go muck around. Go get these orbs and coins and gems and then, you know, do whatever you want. Yeah, it does pretty look much. like a
0: kind of relaxing,
2: just, or...
1: just go have fun kind of game. It's and... not relaxing. It can oh, okay. be really
2: tense and stressful at times.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm going to break the system because I'm just like, no, nah, just a yeah. little bit. And you son of a bitch, you stupid snake. Why did you fall down the hole? Why do you do this to me? And then it's like, oh, I'll just try again.
2: Yeah, like the, the stakes are low sometimes, but um,
1: does, it's still does, frustrating. Does having the bird... Like bite your tail to pull you up. Do anything?
2: It's cute.
1: Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, overall, get, get
2: I'm enjoying it. the game, but I can only play like a level at a time because I, I notice myself tense up when I play it and I feel great for finishing a level and I'll start playing the next one. and I'm like, no, I think I need to just walk away for I a just little need bit. need a moment. Yeah. So I'm only but, up yeah. to like level four, I think.
1: I find it's a good game to play between Zelda because if I just want sort of like a fun almost puzzle-esque sort of game I can play in short bursts this works well for that I wouldn't Um, say short
2: bursts but at the same time I'm trying to collect as much as I can before finishing a level yeah so I'm spending like half an hour
1: on a level at a time I'm being full no I need every single stupid doodad and jingo and music note and whatever the hell jingo Um, that's from Banjo-Kazooie oh Jinjo Jin, sorry um, but I mean, I, I bring up the banjo kazooie several times because I swear these um like sumo digital who made it they're based in Europe in um England aren't they? No um, idea. Cause let's say yes. There has to be some. There has to be some rare stuff working on this because like the characters have the whole googly eye sort of like banjo kazooie look. Yeah, to it's them. got a
2: a rare flavor to it. Well, For sure isn't,
0: yeah. isn't the soundtrack David
1: Wise? Yes it is. And So that might be part of where you're getting that vibe. I do want to play Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze every time I play this. It's just like that soundtrack is just like Mwah. It's beautiful. The the David can't do bad music at all.
2: <laughs> well, overall just... I think Snake Pass is a great game, but um Don't expect like a easy breezy platformer game. It does Need a, a lot of concentration, like it's puzzle platformer level stuff. So, um yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend it for in between Zelda sessions myself, just because I get so tense. That's so just me. Yeah, bro.
0: it's a game to to you play Snake Pass. You don't play Snake Pass to pass the time.
2: Well, you you're, you're literally Snake winding I mean, up Bamboo Pulse. I, I, it's not a game to unwind with, literally and I, I figuratively. Been.
1: I've, I've been finding it quite relaxing to play, but. Well, What's maybe wrong? you are just
0: internally a snake.
2: <laughs> maybe
1: um, I also do find it. Some I don't know people are asking me at work, like, "Oh, what are you playing?" And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm playing with my snake. Um, mm. You know, my, my I need like my snake's gone all flaccid, and I've got you know this. You know, my, this so this is how you kid. lose your job, kids." This this bird yeah. keeps pecking at pecking at my snake, and you know it's. Just, How do you I just still have to, a I job? To, I just need to get the snake to get a good grip on this pole, and then you know. But he's you know he's he's not stiff enough to get around the pole. Um, just yeah. hmm, but, well, so I guess. But snake pass, yeah. snake pass gets a pass from me.
2: Yes, pass from me. Just don't have the <laughs> expectations of a an easy game. The art style looks like it. Cool.
0: Um, and yeah, just to round out the load of games we've got, um, mm. another game I I played a little bit of it, but probably not enough to say very much. But I trust that Troy was right in on the Splatoon two global test fire, and Daniel probably a little yeah. bit. Um, I think I
1: got two and a half, three maybe hours into it. Yeah, I
0: think I did two matches entirely, and then. Just had other things yeah. to do that weekend, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I did half of one because I was having connection issues. Um, apparently, my the, the my switch doesn't like letting me play online with my default router settings, so I needed to set up a second network where I could customize the DNS. A lot just of so the play online.
2: a lot of the errors that I saw people getting kind of leads me to feel like the game in its current state is peer to peer still.
1: Um, I I couldn't even I tried. I tried playing Bomberman online and fast racing and even them I couldn't get online with, with my default router set. I'm not
2: sure what's happening there, but just in general, I don't think they have any sort of infrastructure for online play ready.
1: That's a shame. Once well, once I was able to get my router issues sorted out, I had zero problems.
2: No, I had a couple. I had a couple of the... could not connect to other console errors.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, that was a thing on the original Splatoon as well, wasn't it? I remember getting Because that's similar. peer-to-peer. So, I think this was
2: also peer-to-peer, which is weird because everyone's calling this a server stress test, but servers are really just redirecting traffic to each other.
0: Yeah, maybe it's just a stress test of the traffic redirection system or something.
2: No, I think if we're going to be paying for a service... Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. Splatoon (laughs) up to the actual Splatoon Splatoon 2. Yes. Global test fire. Um, It was awesome. I'm really happy with it. It just feels like a polished Splatoon in terms of user interface and mechanics and I really like the new specials.
0: Yeah, I quite like the the Mario Sunshine jetpack special. That was quite cool. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't get my
2: head around that one. Um, I really like the uh, Tenta missiles, I think they were called.
0: Were they like the It's like the the new Ink Strike. cluster missile.
2: Yeah, so I think every squid that you locked onto, it fired four. So if you're locked on on all... All four. There's like a big circle that appears in front of you, and if you manage to line up all four within that circle, it'll fire four missiles per squid. Oh, damn. So 16, so sixteen missiles. <laughs> yeah. So even if they dodge them, that's a fair bit of ink that you've laid down.
1: Yeah. Nice. Um, I really enjoy. It's not not a special, but the um the secondary weapon for the Julies. The sort of that little robot. Roomba that you could sort of throw forward.
2: Yeah, and you can cook it as well.
1: What's that mean?
2: Like a grenade, when you cook a grenade, where you hold on to it and kind of let the timer pass in your hand.
1: Okay, no, I didn't know what that means, but I do now. Yeah. Um, I didn't know you could do that, because I was literally just throwing it forward. Um, I mean, what I was doing is I was was throwing it forward and then I'd follow directly after it.
2: Yeah, well, that's one of the uses. Um, The curling bomb, I think it was called, and it would bounce off walls and... yeah. But, yeah, if you uh, held it for a couple of seconds, it meant that the explosion happens sooner once you let go, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, all I ended up using was the jewelies and the, um, and the roller. I tried using the, um, the sniper, and then I'm like, yep, this still isn't for me.
2: Yeah, I could not get my head around it. Uh, one of the changes that really threw me off is that X is now map. Oh.
1: Yes. Oh, I <laughs>
0: only played a match or two, but that got me so many times you oh. kept
2: on like, okay, time to jump, oh, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. I can't see anything. Uh, that's going to take a lot of getting used to. I like the system mm-hmm. that they've got up for, you know, because you don't have two screens anymore. Yeah. But mm. it's going to take a lot of getting used to.
1: That Actually, I mean, I sort of miss having that second screen. Cause really? It was... This surprises me. No, no, no. <laughs> but, for, but, but for Splatoon, it was good to have that screen to look down at to see... To sort of see, quickly see where the trouble zones are, where you needed to move over to. Yeah. Whereas this... it, I mean, you, you can build up, bring up the map, but I found that kind of intrusive, and it would block the gameplay. And, you know, in a game like this, where split-second decisions do matter, bringing up the map to just look at it for a second could completely ruin you. Um, it's best so to bring so it up when
2: of, you're um, respawning or something. Yeah. So and that way you can quick. From,
1: I, was, I was, like, milling around aimlessly, just trying to find where to go to. Um, Although that's, you know, how quick Splatoon games are, like, you'll usually find a trouble zone quite close to you, or be getting killed by some one of a roller every five seconds.
2: Yeah, it's going to take a lot of getting used to in general, it's a, an odd change, but it kind of makes sense once you're in the middle of it. Was Jump
0: I, X on the original, or am I just, like, in No, X's Zelda. jump on the Wii U. Okay, because I wasn't sure if it was just because I'm so recently playing Zelda where X's jump, but... Yeah, maybe that was Splatoon muscle memory coming back as well.
1: Hopefully they'll let you customize the controls when it comes out.
0: Actually, yeah. it this isn't really Splatoon 2 specific, but motion controls or no?
1: Yes. Yes. Good. Um, oh,
0: I don't I saw it seems to happen every time there's like a open demo for people to play. It's like, "Oh, did you know you can turn off motion controls? It makes the game heaps better." But like that makes the game no. way harder to control for me. So,
2: for people who don't understand the the purpose of motion controls and, like, aiming in Zelda or Splatoon, it's not to, meant to replace the stick. It's meant to fine-tune.
0: Mm, yes. Like, augments it. It's like... The stick faces
2: you in a direction and the motion controls is like using a mouse to just... I, I think
0: it's even better get, now to, that to you do headshot. Yeah, now that you don't have, like, a big, chunky gamepad in your hand, you can do it with the Pro Controller. Pro Controller? It's even easier. Like, it's more comfortable to do motion controls. I don't I don't get, like... Well, I mean, I didn't really get sore arms. I didn't play it enough. But, you know, it's easier and more comfortable to do than the gamepad was, I think.
2: Yeah. No, um, overall, good. Um, motion controls. Did you... Try it out.
1: <laughs> did you yeah. try it on <laughs> just just the screen? I did. How was that?
2: I didn't like it. <laughs> um, maybe when I'm out and about I'll have a different opinion but if I'm at home I'm going to play it on my TV
0: I think out and about it would be one that I'd play tabletop more than handheld just motion controls while holding it uh, as we've found with some of those Zelda shrines isn't the best thing
2: yeah but I think in this case it's just more of a personal preference thing it just yeah. didn't quite feel right to me Um, I lost Horribly every time I tried it in handheld (laughs) mode Whoops So I should have probably tried uh, tabletop mode Uh, Next one they do, I'll try it
0: Yeah, do we know if we're getting another Global test fire before release?
1: Yeah, at least one more
2: Well they haven't announced it, but I reckon they will Oh,
1: I thought they, I'm sorry, I thought there was
0: It's still a little while off the final game So I guess there's time for
1: another Would it be stupid to hope that they go Oh, we'll just leave, like, here's a Global test fire, But we're just going to leave it up for a month like, would they do anything like that or not?
2: I think they're trying to just... If they have it on hours, it basically filters all of these people into those times to really stress test.
1: I mean, I just think, like, hey, I know you're sort of waiting for new games to come out, but here's a freebie thing you can just sort of play all the time. It's not the full game, but, you know... It's yeah, but if it's out it's... all
2: the time, people are just going to be getting sick of those two maps in no time.
1: Yeah, I know. I was just trying to...
2: It would be great, Gosh, but I don't um, think they'll do it.
1: Speaking yeah. of the maps... What'd yep. you think?
2: Um, One of them felt just like the urchin underpass, but new.
1: Which I don't know that, the jungle gym that the. No, the, the other the, one
2: out in the street okay. that is literally it feels exactly like urchin underpass, just different. There's like shops in there and stuff, but overall, the general feel was just the same. Um The rock climbing one was pretty cool. Art wise.
1: Um actually speaking of art did you what did you sort of notice just how much more detailed the stages were Yeah and that's and the kind of to as well. hi- that's kind of to hide that there's no graffiti on the walls anymore
2: No there is though
1: Like me meverse graffiti
2: the I don't think it there were it didn't show up in this but that new map that they showed off at the European Splatoon Cup
1: hmm?
2: Um that definitely has spots with graffiti on it
1: I wonder how they're getting that in then.
2: Well, the theory is that it's going to work with that uh, app, the smartphone app for parties and stuff. Maybe you draw on your phone.
1: Okay. Why are they getting rid of Miiverse then?
2: Well, they've already technically got rid of Miiverse. Um.
1: Okay. That's interesting.
2: It's just a theory. It's nothing confirmed, but. A
0: game theory.
1: Thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> um, hey, that's my one. So you- <laughs> I guess that's probably all we could say about Splatoon. I, I imagine. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. I, I I am interested, you know, I was going to get the full game anyway, but uh, I look forward to seeing what sort of, like how, you know, I I like this, the, the jewelies, but I want to know how they work with other sort of items and all that.
0: Hmm. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what we've been playing and that's, what this podcast is pretty much, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, I'll just do a quick end of show wrap-up as we always do. Um, there's been a bunch of things going on on the site, lots of reviews going up. Uh, I did one for Bye Bye Box Boy, which is... I quite liked that game. It was surprising because I hadn't played any of, the, eh, any of the others, so give that a read. going to pick up the others? Maybe. I don't know. It's... It's... There are... Yes, probably. Um, anyway, also, Troy has... Not just yet, but probably very soon. His review of I Am Setsuna should be up on the site. Um, Finally.
2: So, so give that JRPGs a look. take a long time to play. I'm sorry. They do.
0: <laughs> um, and speaking of JRPGs, Chris did a review for Dragon Quest VIII. So that must have taken him quite some time. Um, and also did Little Inferno. James has an as uh, Has Been Heroes review up. And Vuk has a review up for mario sports <laughs> superstars even... give that a read if that's something you've been desperately wanting to know about you can um and yeah one other thing we've been doing is doing some video reviews up on youtube like not as a every single review but you know i did one for Bomberman that i mentioned last episode which is now up and there was one before that as well for faster mx uh from chris as well um who knows whatever next game i review if it's not on 3ds i might do another video review we'll see um but yeah, that's that's sort of the site's goings on. Um, any milestones or fun Discord facts in the fun Discord fact corner?
2: We've had a lot going on in the last week, actually. Uh we did a bunch of announcements, we're holding regular games nights like theme nights. So we're recording this on a Monday, so while we were recording, people play Monster Hunter. Monster Monday. We call it Monster Mondays, yeah. <laughs> Um, Monday, got- Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> Wait, you want me to say it three times? Yes. Um, <laughs> we got Split Tuesday. I'm quite fond of that name. That's um, quite good. So Tuesday is a Splatoon. If you haven't, yeah, you um, didn't quite make
0: that connection.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll solve that puzzle for you. Uh, Fast Fridays. <laughs> That's going to be dedicated to racing games, which is pretty much just Mario Kart until Firestar MX gets an update. Whenever that oh, happens,
1: um, Steel Diver Thursdays isn't going to happen, or like Code Name Steam. We well, have
2: to build up to the triple A nights. <laughs> um, I know you're then... being
1: sarcastic, but that still hurts.
2: <laughs> uh, Sundays, we don't have any solid plans yet. We're still working on it, but we're hoping to do community streams where.
1: Try for Sundays.
2: No, we're hoping to have people. <laughs> We're going to stream some games and just have community interaction. We're still sorting out who's doing what and what we're streaming. and So stay tuned for that. And uh, during this recording, we actually hit over 400 members in the Discord. That's the milestone, that I guess. Just clapping. <laughs> just to clap. We did a giveaway for 300. Uh, people won that. We got some pins to send out. I would out hope people won that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a tax scam. <laughs> no, um... <laughs> So yeah, hopefully the next milestone is 500. So keep joining, tell your friends. That's everything.
1: Cool. Um, Even speak- tell people you don't like, because, you know.
2: Speaking um, of oh, if like they're them. horrible, I don't really want them there. Yeah, no bad eggs, please.
0: But speaking of telling your friends, um, you should tell your friends about us if you think we're good. That would be real nice of you. Um, leave us some stars on iTunes. And also, you can find us all on Twitter, I'm at Stephen Impson, Daniel is at Worth Nintendo, and Troy is at StewReview. Uh, I'll have all the links in the show notes for spellings and such. Um, but yeah, thanks everyone very, very much for listening. We really appreciate that you spend you know, an hour-ish with us every now and then. It's much appreciated. Um they come yeah. for me. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll catch you next time. I'll see you later. Bye.
2: Bye.